बुक माई शो जूक बॉक्स प्रेजेंट थिंक अबाउट इट विद दीक्षा एंड आदित्य वेलकम टू अव एपिसोड ऑफ दीक्षा गिफ्ट मैथ्स टेस्ट वेर दीक्षा who claims her maths is better than mine but really isn't tries to answer a bunch of maths questions within limited time wait aren't we recording think about it episode 7 oh well that too stop hijacking the mic at least not in the beginning of the show welcome to a new episode of think about it let's do the math where we explore how irrational we can be in our decision making process even when numbers are involved Diksha, ready for the quiz today? Am I really going to give a math test? Here is your paper, here is your pen, and today you'll have to answer six questions, and for each of them you'll get anywhere between ten to thirty seconds. Okay, and what if I answer all the questions correctly in time? I am pretty sure you won't be able to, hence haven't thought about that. We will see. What's the first question? So what is? A plus B. Oh, A plus B whole square. That's A square plus B square plus two AB. That everyone knows. What's A plus B cube? And you have ten seconds to answer it. Um, um, A cube plus B cube. Uh, so, so that's there. And, and then there is three AB. No, A square B. No, um, A AB. Your time is over. You couldn't uh, even answer the first question. Um, fine. Next question. Okay. Now imagine. Sixteen thousand three hundred and eighty-four babies have been selected from all over the world to take part in the toughest quiz show ever. As long as you aren't asking the questions, they should be fine. Minus one in your score. So in this quiz, every day they are asked one question, and each question has just two options: the right one and the wrong one, which they answer by pressing the button A or B. Okay. Every day, fifty percent answer correctly, and the rest don't. Hence, eliminated. You have to tell me. In 20 seconds, on which day we will be left with a winner, a single baby who answers all the questions correctly. Okay. Fourteenth day. Wow, that was fast. Imagine what if this happened in real life. Well, I would like to meet the baby then and understand how she or he became a genius. I mean, a baby who doesn't even understand the world can't even speak wins the toughest quiz show. There must be something special about that baby. Yep, and the media would cover the baby extensively and try to decode what's special about the baby. The baby ate XYZ milk formula. The baby sleeps on his left side. The baby was born on a night with XYZ alignment of the stars. Yeah, that's what usually happens. and this is called outcome bias oh i get it now outcome bias happens when we tend to evaluate a decision based on its outcome overlooking the process that was involved in reaching towards that outcome exactly so what people are failing to look at here is the process the baby was simply lucky 50% of the babies were anyway going to remain in the game the chances here are so luck based and random that if you did the same thing with say kittens We would still have a kitten that would have answered all the questions correctly. Yeah, and courtesy our outcome bias, we will think that the kitten is some kind of a genius too. True. Moving on to the next question. All right. This one is just for fun. Tell me how likely it is for two people in a group of four hundred to have the same birthday. Um, twenty to thirty percent. No, it's actually hundred percent. What? How? Have you heard of pigeonhole principle? 
No. And I'm pretty sure before researching for this episode, you didn't either. Well, it says that if we put a number of objects n in a container with spaces m, and n is greater than m, then at least one container space will have more than one item. But but how does that relate to birthdays? Well, in this case, n is 400. That is number of people, and m would be possible birth dates. That is 366, including February 29th. So if there are 400 people isn't it 100% sure that there will be at least one pair with the same birth dates Yeah and by that theory even if the group had 367 people we will still have at least one pair 100% chances I just love how fast you grasp things This one was easy I'm good at probability but if I had more time then I would have answered this right Cool we'll give you one more question on probability then Let's do this If we roll two dice together How many total outcomes are possible? And you have ten seconds for this. Remember how in school we used to make that table with one to six vertically written and then one to six horizontally. Ah, uh, that's thirty-six. Great, plus one on that. So understanding probability is a key element in making good decisions. But more often than not, we fail to look at it. Neglect of probability. Exactly, that's what it is called. Can you explain it as well? Sure. It refers to the tendency of us disregarding probability when it comes to making decisions. Do we have some example or experiment to explain it better? Yes. An experiment in 1972 had two groups. One group was told that they would receive a small electric shock and the other group was told that there was just 50% chance that they would get an electric shock. When researchers measured the physical anxiety of the participants, shockingly they found that there was absolutely no difference between both parties. And even when the probability kept on going down, 20% or even 5% or even 3%, no difference. And then the researchers said that the magnitude of the electric shock will be doubled and the anxiety level increased equally for both the groups. Showing the disregard that we have for probability when it comes to day-to-day decisions, especially when there is uncertainty. It doesn't affect you if there are only 5% chances of you getting a shock. The magnitude of the shock is what worries you more. You know a lot of people who are starting up for the first time or probably investing in a company for the first time, they fail to look at the probability of success, which is very very low. They are tempted by the magnitude of returns. And even in that particular experiment, no difference was observed until the probability for the second group was brought down to zero. Even one percent risk seems very, very huge compared to zero risk, and that is called zero risk bias. Guys, imagine there is one medicine that is bringing the deaths from a particular disease from twelve percent to eight percent, and another one that brings it down from one percent to zero. Complete eradication. Which medicine is performing better? If you like most people, you will think the second medicine that's bringing down the rate to zero. But mathematically and logically speaking, the first one is performing better. It's bringing down the rate by 4% while the other one by just 1%. It's true. We do fail to look at numbers. Now, the next question, Diksha. Don't fail to look at numbers here. Go ahead. Sham has just won a competition that declares him the best waltz dancer in the whole world. Since childhood, he also had a very keen interest in jazz music and strong appetite for cheese. Congrats, Sham. Oh, that's that's hypothetical. So is Sham more likely to be a son of the India head of a Fortune 500 company, b son of a farmer? What really is that seriously the question? Yes. The first option obviously zero. 
But why? Estimates from 2011 suggest that there are close to 95.8 to 450 million farmers in India, and some of them, as a family, are very well established economically. On the other hand, if we take an average for the Fortune 500 scenario, there can only be 500 such kids. Mathematically speaking, which option is more likely? Option B. But if you think of it, how many people in option B are likely to do that? See, I get your point. This type of intuitive thinking is very helpful in many cases, especially when you want to make a quick decision. But we completely overlook analytical thinking. We fail to look at the data points, and that can be dangerous in many different cases. This is called base rate neglect, where we wrongly judge the likelihood of something without actually looking at the other relevant data points. So, for example, while profiling people for a crime or during a testimony, these things can be pretty dangerous. If someone belongs to a community which is relatively more involved in crime, when an opportunity comes, we might quickly jump upon the conclusion of tagging someone from that community as a criminal without even proper inspection. Fortunately, I have heard that doctors do get some basic training on this and are recommended to look for common diseases first that are more likely to happen rather than trying to diagnose something exotic. So the next time you're pissed at your doctor for saying that all you have is just common cold while you were expecting something exotic, don't stress. Your doctor is most likely doing the right thing. Great. Now the next question. Bring it on. So if I give you 10,000 rupees every day for the next 30 days, Versus, I give you fifty paise on the first day, one rupee on second, two rupees on third, four rupees on fourth day, and keep on doubling it for thirty days. Which option will you choose? The first one, of course. I am making close to three lakh a month. But that wasn't the main question. The main question is how much money you would have made by the end of thirtieth day in option two. Wait, what? Your time has already started, and you have twenty seconds to answer this. Oh, oh, so fifty paise, one rupee. Two rupees, four, eight, sixteen. Oh, this goes on. Uh, so I do not know the exact answer, but it will be somewhere close to two to the power twenty-eight, which is really huge. Pretty fast would give you point five for that. Okay. Can I change my choice now? You can even start by giving me twenty-five paise on the first day. Diksha, again, I am not giving you real money. This was a hypothetical situation. Man, I just couldn't understand exponential growth. It's not your fault. Not many people can. A lot of us have a difficulty in understanding exponential growth. When it comes to linear growth, things are easier for us to understand. That's why so many people are attracted towards fake schemes that say, "Boss, pay me ten thousand rupees and I will give you twenty thousand by the year end. Pay me twenty thousand, I will give you forty thousand." People easily understand that and fall for it. But things like give me twenty thousand and I will make sure that it grows by eleven percent every month, people find it hard to understand. Wow, is there really a scheme that pays eleven percent per month? Aditya, again, that was hypothetical. Isn't that what mathematics is about? Finding x, assuming y, trying to solve problems of some guy who buys thirty watermelons. I mean, who does that? But at the end of the day, it's the queen of all sciences. And rightfully so. But twelfth boards, dude. Maths screwed me there. Same here. Maths has been like modern art to me. How? I don't understand either. <laughs> but but anyways, enough maths for the day. Congrats, Diksha, on scoring two point five. Guys, I hope you had a better score than this. And with that, it's a wrap on today's show. In the next episode, we will discuss 
why you might end up as a loser despite winning in many instances in your life and how you have even lesser control over your life than what you think keep listening to think about it with me diksha and aditya the show was written and produced by aditya gopal ganguly that you can listen to exclusively on book my show jukebox where all you have to do is just press play